Tim, it seems like it's a long time since we've been doing this because there's been a strange thing in, in the world, it seems, in Australia to a lesser extent, but still pretty ordinary for a lot of people. Well, good to see you again, Mark, from a distance again with our masks on. Well, mate, it is. And, and uh, we thought that it was hardly worth uh, videoing when we got our masks on. So we're just doing the, the well, vocal part. Well, I think you look a little bit better with a mask on. I can't see as much as your face. So it's quite it's mate, quite good. And I reckon your COVID hairstyle is pretty good too. It's, it's a not, bit long. It's not bad, is it? It's not as short as normal. Hard to get a haircut these days. Oh. But we uh, we haven't been on the airways for a little while, Mark. We're... No, we thought it. We thought we'd hold off for a little mm. bit. We we actually have a couple in the can that we haven't released, and mm. um, we might we might sit about um, releasing at least one of those, which is pretty interesting um, after this one. But we thought we'd just have a little bit of a get together with our mm. people out there, including the underground, just to make sure they're all still listening. Yes, I'm sure they've been missing us. So we we did do a couple of little COVID updates, and then we thought it was best. Not much has changed, really, so we thought it was best to let people get on with more important things, and we'd come back when things calmed down a little bit, which we're not there yet, but they certainly have calmed down. No, and I can say, though, at the moment, you'd have to say, and, and I know that people may not be in regional areas that are listening to us, mm. but thank God we live in a regional city. Yes, it's uh, we've been very lucky, haven't we? Well, we have, and we, have, we haven't um, had anywhere near the rancor and the disturbance that what poor Melbourne people have had to put up with. So I'm pretty happy about that. We're the envy of a lot of people. We are the envy of a lot of people. And, and you know, it's, it brings us to the question that I know that I'm getting a lot, and I know that I'm pretty sure that you're getting too, which is, what's the market like? Yeah, well, Mark, I would have this same conversation about 16 times a day at the moment, uh, speaking to everyone. So I could almost say it without uh, even thinking, but... Maybe that's what we run through tonight, give people a quick little update on what's happening, maybe what we think's going to happen, not that we have any idea, but what we think's going to happen and sort of take it from there. Yeah, oh, look, I think that's the right thing to do. I'm getting the same question all the time in, in rentals. So maybe if we go through the sales side of things and then we go through the rental side of things. Yeah. Because um, there's plenty there's plenty of information that we can give, even so, obviously we've always got crystal balls about what's going to happen in the future, but I think we've got a fair idea. Yeah, so I'm happy to kick off on the sales side. So if you go back six months ago, Mark, roughly when it started, we sat around and thought, you know, the reality is we thought we may not sell a house for the month. You know, normally we would sell about 30. And I remember in that first month, I think it was March or April, whenever it was, and we sold about 15 or so for the month. And then we thought, oh, that's about 15 more than we thought. And then from then on, we've sort of basically been back to normal. We might be slightly down, but pretty much back to about, you know, 30 transactions a month, about one a day, ballpark for the office. So it's been quite strong. But what we've found, though, is during this time, prices have actually gone up a little bit. It's really interesting, isn't it? And I think it may be different in different parts of the state, yeah. but... Ballarat is really punching above its weight at the moment, and I've seen that in this on your on the sales side. Yeah, and and when I get to my point, I can say we've got a similar thing going on there too. Well, it's quite interesting. Like we're not here to just you know talk up the property market. I genuinely thought it might be slow slow for quite a while, but I think what the driver has been is there's still a really strong buyer demand. So there's still plenty of people who need to move, want to move, thinking about coming to regional areas i think that's probably a separate thing to talk about but there's a real lack of properties coming onto the market so like in an election 
uncertainty. People often sit, don't put their house on the market. We're seeing the same thing happen during COVID times. And I'll look, I think there was a bit of fear in the marketplace, to be fair, and we weren't, we weren't immune from that realistically thinking what could happen. But like a lot of times, the reality is never as bad as what people think it's going to be. And to be honest, it's been the opposite of that realistically in, the, in our marketplace, in that it's actually been much better than what we could have assumed. Yeah, so it has. And we have probably, I mean, it's hard. I don't like putting percentages on things, but I would have thought we've probably seen a 5 to 10% at least uplift over the last six months, which seems crazy. Now, what will happen when JobKeeper finishes next year? No one knows. Like the reality is if, if they got to a point where people had to sell their house because they didn't have a job or whatever, they couldn't afford the mortgage, that's going to put downward pressure on property prices. That's that's just a fact. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's reality, isn't it? Yeah. But one of the other things I found quite interesting, and I've been watching the boards of sales, and mm. the really interesting thing is the change in the type of purchaser that's been prevalent around town. Yeah. Um, any given month, you would have had a, a, a breakup of... Uh, owner-occupier and investor, but you can allude to what's totally happened there in this case. Yeah, well, roughly, Mark, we would normally have about a 60-40 split. So 60% owner-occupiers, 40% investor market, which obviously you work with a lot of them. Of late, if you saw one sale for the month, you know, one out of 30 that was an investor, that's about all it's been, really. Yeah, it's so been, They've been thin on the grass, but it's been interesting that... that um, one of the things that has happened is not so much the sales, but because there, there hasn't been a, the ability to finish work in Melbourne, there's been new properties coming onto the market because they can actually still work in Ballarat where they can't work in Melbourne. That's been an interesting thing too. The tradies, yeah. So it would seem that investors, I don't know what they're doing, their money, share market, sitting on it, doing nothing, whatever. They're, they're not purchasing, but all the people who, you know, own occupiers who need to move for legitimate reasons, or want to move, they are. And that's that's generating competition, which is pushing prices up. I think the other thing that's interesting about that, and I can, just to give you some information from my point of view, having dealing with investors all the time, they have been very, very quiet. Mm. But what it's meant is that realistically, like any time when a particular segment of the market isn't engaging, there's a real value to engage if you're in that segment of the market, because mm. what's happened over time, if you look at, the official vacancy figures for Ballarat is 2.4% of the last survey. We're under 0.7% in this office right now. Okay. And that is purely because without the investors coming into the market, everything's being leased. So we're getting to the point where, where things were maybe taking at the worst period of time where we're thinking, gee, are they going to move the vacancy time, move out to like 28 to 30 odd days? It's actually done the opposite. It's been seven to fourteen. So you're essentially saying, Mark, because investors aren't buying more to put more into the big pot, then the pot isn't growing. The, the pot's not growing, but the demand is still there. And so what it's essentially made is a very tight rental market. So incidentally, that's actually doing exactly what's happening in the, the property um, sale market. Mm. Rental prices are actually rising again. There was a fall at the start of the gloom, mm. probably between five and ten percent. Yeah, there was quite a fall, wasn't it? Like if you yeah. had a, you know, what we would deem here in Ballarat, like a general sort of house in Alfredon, which is just one of the big suburbs here, family suburbs. Houses were probably back like twenty, thirty 
dollars a week sort of thing, were they? Yeah, absolutely. So you would, you know, your premium stuff was sort of gone from high fours back to towards the mid to low fours, and yep. the the run of the mill stuff was sort of like from near four twenty, but back to about three seventy. Yeah. The interesting thing is that's actually been gained back. So we're now pushing back to the same sort of peer um, price point as what we were prior to the whole COVID scenario. So there's actually good value for an investor if they actually are wanting to actually bite the bullet and and purchase. The other thing that we have seen, Mark, during this time is there's been the grants for building and renovations, but that we haven't seen much action there, but for building and land sales in Ballarat and I assume right across Victoria and potentially, is that an Australian thing? I don't Oh, is it Victorian? Oh, look, I, I think know. it's. I don't think it's necessarily an Australian thing, but there's no doubt it's a local, yeah. um, a local thing where you just so, cannot yeah. find title land ready to start building. Yes, and I was speaking to a fellow guest, Luke from Integra, the other day, yes. and he. I probably shouldn't give the numbers, but he was indicating like the amount of sales I've had compared to normal is just astronomical. Like they just had such a big boom that they basically, you know, sold out of land essentially. Like they've got more coming up, but. I've got, um, I've actually got at this point in time, and I suppose that's actually a call out to the people out there. I've got um, national builders at the moment who I deal with on an investment side of thing, ask me to send them every block of land that we can possibly find that's titled. Yep. So stuff that probably would not normally be looked at, they're actually looking at. Yeah, I had some land that was on a little bit of a slope and it had been on the market for a little while. And then as soon as the grant come out, well, 25,000 goes a long way towards some site costs. So, <laughs> Well, there's, all of a sudden there's your cut in a lot of cases. So yeah. um, you're back in the game, aren't you? And yeah. You might as well bought a, you've got the advantage of a, a slope block. Yeah, with which, a, with a, which was a slightly cheaper because it had a slope, but then all of a sudden... And you've got the same build cost almost as a flat block. So, yeah, it has been interesting. So do you think, Mark, um, as if investors come back into the market, then we might see, you know, properties go back to normal in terms of, you know, vacancy rates. So I do think they might creep up, not high, but back to more of a normal level. I think there's going to be a phenomenon, and this is really, I mean, there's a fair bit of guesswork, but it's educated, yep. an educated guesswork. And, and we're fielding that many inquiries from metropolitan people deciding that, they could work an hour from town and next time this ever happens, which we've had a hundred years to wait for it, yes. but, they're, but they're tired of being locked down. So I think regional centres with a proximity to Melbourne are going to remain very, very buoyant in the rental market because mm. they may not be able to up sticks and sell their property in Melbourne to buy because there might be a negative of what's happening in the metropolitan area. So they might have to hang on to their, their property. Yep. Um, so they're, they're reluctant to sell, to purchase here. But if you're renting in the Melbourne market, there's, going to, there's, there's a clear preference to, to actually be able to rent in a regional set, city that's still close enough to work in metropolitan. And there's been one other little thing that's happened. Mm-hmm. It's called Zoom. Yes. And a lot of people who had to work in a particular area to continue to get the income, they've all found out how to work without that. And... and I, I know of companies and, and businesses that are actually saying, well, you know what, you've been performing fine working from home. Yeah. If you'd like to spend more time working from home, well, that naturally is going to move people to a regional market yeah. because the whole the whole proximity thing disappears a bit. So I'm actually fairly bullish about what's going to happen 
Because we're going into what's normally a strong period of the market anyway, which is called spring. Yeah, spring, exactly. So. Spring is sprung almost, so. Yeah, it will be interesting to see what happens, but we will be back, I think, now, Mark. We'll get back into some consistency in terms of the podcast now that things are back to normal-ish times, in inverted commas, and keep everyone up to date and start getting some guests back on. And Look, that'd be great. And look, clearly with what's gone on, there will be some people out there that are not sure. They might have subjects that they've never thought of that yeah, they might um, wish for. So by all means, send them into us because we're happy to try and talk to them. Obviously, we'll always try to use uh, the knowledge that we have, but we'll also try to give an opinion, just like that was just a minute ago. Sometimes they are opinions, and you can only do the best with the information that you have at the time, but we, we, we're always willing to give it a go. Absolutely, Mark. And as I said, good to see you again with your mask on. And um, Mate, it's fantastic to see you with your mask on. It really does that. improve that long face of yours. It does, yes. You know, yeah. It makes me think that you're smiling at me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure maybe are. I am some often I'm frowning at you, Mark. But anyway, but yeah, look, that's just a really, really quick one for tonight. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back into it in a, a real sense. We've all been working a bit differently, mm -hmm. but we've still been working. Um, but now I think everybody's going to have a little bit more confidence going forward. I'm, I'm keen to hear from uh, our mate Jeff. See what changes he's had to make well, during COVID. Be is. interesting. Are they? Have they been a a a needed service. I assume they are, and I assume essential, that I assume they probably I use the word essential because that's oh, what they are. Jeff thinks he's essential, well, but he's I'm not too sure. Essential, that's for sure. There's no doubt about but it. But I assume they normally wear masks and things. Now I don't know. Anyway, well, you would probably think so for safety wise, but I think mm. it's I think that's something that we're all going to have to get used to for normal. If that's what we have to do to um, be safe, let's do it. It's no big deal. Good to see you, Mark. Good to see you, Tim. Until uh, next time. It's great to be back. Feeling a bit more like we're permanently back and we'll talk soon. Send any questions. Bye. Yes, bye.